The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life, which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all and don't take into account each person's individual needs which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. Today's podcast is brought to you by Newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. One must have a reasonable amount of responsibility to own a pet. When that isn't the case, an animal can become dangerous. On January 26, 2001, a woman lost her life in a case that saw an animal as the killer but they're humans as the responsible party. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Diane Alexis Whipple, the victim in today's complicated story, was born on January 31st, 1967 in Princeton, New Jersey, and grew up on Long Island. Raised primarily by her grandparents, Diane was a gifted athlete and became a two-time All-American lacrosse player in high school and later at Penn State. In fact, she was so good that she was twice chosen as a member of the U.S. Women's Lacrosse World Cup team. She later moved to San Francisco, where she became within seconds of qualifying for the U.S. 1996 Olympics team. And after not competing in the team trials, she decided instead to work as a lacrosse coach at St. Mary's College in California. At the time when this story takes place, 2001, She was living in Pacific Heights with her partner of six years, Sharon Smith. While Diane was dominating the lacrosse field and finding both success and love, Marjorie Fran Noller and Robert Edward Noel were meeting and creating a life together that would eventually intersect with Diane's. 
Marjorie, born June 20th, 1955, and Robert, born June 22nd, 1941, both attended law school and in 1989, married and began their own law office shortly thereafter. Running their business out of a converted closet in their Pacific Heights apartment, in 2000, the couple, quote, obtained their two Presa Canarios named Ben and Hera through their relationship with the pair of Pelican Bay State Prison inmates, Paul Cornfield Schneider, whom they had legally adopted as their son, and Dale Breches, both members of the Aryan Brotherhood prison gang. You see, through their work, the married couple met and befriended a high-ranking member of the prison gang, the Aryan Brotherhood, named Paul Schneider. Serving three life sentences at the time, Paul and his cellmate, Del Brechers, were attempting to start an illegal Presa Canario dogfighting business from prison and initially asked acquaintances Janet Combs and James Colber, a kennel owner and breeder from Ohio, to raise the dogs during their incarceration. Against James's advice, Janet chained the dogs up in a remote corner of a farm, which caused them to become incredibly aggressive. Then, after Janet and the men had a falling out, Paul asked Marjorie and Robert, the couple who legally adopted him at the age of 38, to take possession of the dogs, Bane and Hera. Bane, the male dog, weighed 140 pounds, and Hera, the female, close to 100 pounds. And these dogs, both large and, by this point, already aggressive, came to live in the apartment in January of 2001 a move that placed them in the direct path of Diane Whipple, who on January 26, 2001, came home with a bag full of groceries in hand and was walking to her apartment door when she passed Marjorie, who at the time was taking the dogs out for a walk. The dogs, much stronger than Marjorie, managed to escape her grasp and ran straight towards Diane. Though Hera's role in the event was never firmly established, Bane began attacking Diane, and while a neighbor heard the screams and called 911, she suffered from a total of 77 wounds on every single part of her body, except for her scalp and the bottoms of her feet. Rushing to the hospital, Diane Whipple passed away just a few hours later from loss of blood and multiple traumatic injuries. Bane was immediately euthanized after the attack, and Tara, later seized, was euthanized in January of 2002. While debate raged on and arguments over who exactly was responsible continued going strong, in March of 2001, a grand jury decided to indict Marjorie Fran Noller and Robert Edward Noel. With Marjorie being charged with second-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter, and Robert with involuntary manslaughter, since he was not there when the attack occurred, both faced felony charges for, quote, keeping a mischievous dog. The trial, which had to be moved to Los Angeles due to the extensive publicity in the Bay Area, began in January of 2002, and on the stand, Marjorie told the jury that she attempted to defend Diane Whipple when the attack began, and that the entire thing was an unfortunate accident. However, witnesses who took the stand against the couple claimed that the pair repeatedly refused to control the dogs, and a professional dog walker claimed that, when she told Robert that he needed to muzzle Bane and Hera, he responded by telling her to shut up and called her offensive names. An acquaintance took the stand and said that when Hera bit him a year before the fatal attack, Robert refused to even apologize. 
And in an 18-page letter signed by Robert on the behalf of his wife, he claimed that Diane might have brought the attack on herself because she was wearing a pheromone-based perfume, or maybe she was taking steroids that triggered the animals. In another letter written before Diane died, Robert referred to her as a, quote, timorous little mousy blonde who had another run-in with the dogs before her death. In the end, the jury found both Marjorie and Robert guilty of involuntary manslaughter and owning a mischievous animal that caused the death of a human being. And Marjorie was, additionally, found guilty of second-degree murder. Claiming the dogs were obviously aggressive and that the couple, despite complaints, refused to take sufficient precautions, there were still arguments over whether or not the pair trained the dogs to attack or fight on command. Though the jury found Marjorie Noller guilty of second-degree murder, the trial judge, James Warren, granted her a new trial believing the appropriate standard for implied malice murder required proof that she took the dogs out into the hallway, knowing that there was a high probability that it would end in death, and in the meantime, sentenced her to four years in prison for the manslaughter charge in July of 2002. Since manslaughter and murder are mutually exclusive, and one cannot be guilty of both for the killing of the same person, the state appealed the judge's decision and sought to reinstate the second-degree murder conviction. With both having their law licenses suspended, Marjorie resigning from the bar in January of 2007, and Robert being disbarred the following month, by 2004, both had served their manslaughter sentences and were released from prison. Marjorie, who was out on bail pending her second-degree murder conviction appeal, was ordered back to trial in 2005. And in June of 2007, the California Supreme Court rejected the Court of Appeals' decision. After some more back and forth, the San Francisco Superior Court reinstated the conviction for second-degree murder. And on September 22, 2008, Marjorie Noller was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. She, of course, appealed the decision, but on August 23, 2010, the First District Court of Appeals unanimously upheld the conviction, finding that she acted with a conscious disregard for human life when she took the dogs out that day and they escaped her grasp. More appeals were denied, convictions upheld, and as of now, Marjorie Noller remains in prison. She will be eligible for parole in 2026. On June 22, 2018, Robert Noel, on his 77th birthday, died of heart failure inside of a nursing home. In addition to prison sentences, Diane's partner, Sharon Smith, successfully sued the couple for $1.5 million in civil damages, and she donated a portion of the money to St. Mary's College of California in order to fund the team that Diane coached with all of her heart. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on January 27th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.